Are you packing underwear and socks in your kits? Hey, this is episode 765 of the Ready Your Future podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you prepare for a better future. It's all about loving your people, getting prepared, and living free. I'm Todd Sepulveda, your host. Hey, if you're looking to up your preparedness knowledge, don't spend time bouncing around the internet for the best preparedness content. Instead, sign up for the top preparedness articles and get them right in your email. For $5 a month, you can get the top preparedness articles from around the internet sent to your email weekly. You can choose to read them or drop them in the Pocket app and have them read to you as you go about your day. The Buy Me a Coffee link to the top preparedness articles is at readyyourfuture.com forward slash support. All right, everyone. Hey, welcome to another episode. And this time, you know, this is kind of a funny uh, article, at least. I mean, you would think. Todd, you're talking, you're going to talk about underwear and socks, but I think it's a very legit conversation that we need to have a very legit article and a very legit subject that we really don't talk a lot about in the preparedness community. So this one is coming to us from my friend, Lori Neverman over at common sense home. And I think, uh, I think you're going to enjoy if you've never listened, if you've never thought about this topic then you really should pay attention to this one. I think this makes a lot of sense, especially if you get to, I mean, if you're, if you, if you travel to places that are, that, that are hot and humid and you're going to sweat a lot or you live in those areas, this is going to be really relevant for you. So let's go ahead and jump into this article again uh, from my friend Lori Neverman at Common Sense Home. The article is entitled Emergency Underwear and Socks More Important Than You May Realize. You know, very true, just right there on the headline. Uh, a lot of the times we don't discuss this. And uh, I actually went back in some of my archives to go see if uh, underwear has been talked about uh, even when I was running proper website and I didn't find any other articles. So this was this is one of those that's really important. Uh, let me let me go ahead and start off by this uh, doing this one story here. When I was in Boy Scouts, one of the things that I just it was burned into my memory is that uh, I was told when we go on on our camping trips that we had to switch out our underwear and socks at night. Right? It didn't matter what you were what you were doing or what was going on. It's just like make sure you change. You have a change of underwear. You have a change of socks. And it was something. Yeah, I guess I never you know asked why or whatever. It was just something that was told. I think they said something like you'll catch a cold or something. Um, it just was a th- something that I did on a regular basis. And even to this day, when I go on a trip and I, and, and I'm going somewhere, even if it's like an overnight trip or I'm going to be there a couple of times, I have a couple of changes of clothes. I always take more underwear than I need because it's something that is kind of drilled into me. So I think this is an important topic. She gets into it a little bit, why uh, it's important. So let's go ahead and, and jump right into this one again, uh, coming to us from uh, common sense home, Dot com And uh, let's go ahead and read this one now. All right. So I remember my mom telling me a story about grandmother's underwear. Grandma was walking across the street in our small hometown of Wireshauser. Uh, hopefully I said that one right. When the elastic gave out at the top of her bloomers and they dropped around her ankle, she was wearing a dress. Grandma, being the practical person that she was, stepped out of the garment, tucked it in her purse to be repaired later and kept on walking. 
What does this have to do with preparedness? Well, underwear is one of those things that most people take for granted until you don't have clean, dry ones available. The same goes for socks. In case of emergency, spare pairs of each will go a long way towards keeping you healthy and comfortable. In this post, we're going to do a quick overview of health risk associated with wet and dirty underwear and socks and recommendations for the best underwear and socks for health, durability, and comfort. So when the power goes out, the water goes out, so no clean laundry. I remember reading about the aftermath of Hurricane Katrina with people being stuck in the Superdome with overflowing toilets and no shower. For most major natural disasters, power is out for an extended period which usually means no running water because you have no pumps. Couple this with high heat and humidity, typical during prime tornado and hurricane season, and you've got guaranteed sweaty, musty crevices that are perfect breeding grounds for yeast and bacteria that can lead to conditions such as jock itch, yeast infections, and urinary tract infections. They also smell bad. All right, so that right there is just like reason for you to make sure that you have some extra pair of underwear with you whenever you're in that kind of situation or wherever you're at. So having a change of cotton tidy whities and some cornstarch baby powder on hand can go a long way towards reducing health risk and increasing comfort. Going commando without underwear can sometimes be appropriate, but when exterior clothes are wet or damp, it can also lead to chafing. So let me tell you another little quick story right here uh, as I'm talking about this one here. So years ago when I was a very, a lot younger than I am right now, there's no gray, there was no gray in my hair. Uh, we went, to, we took a trip and uh, with a lot of other people, family members to Disney. So you can imagine, you know, you take the trip, everybody's there. Um, you spent a lot of money on tickets, on hotels and all that kind of stuff getting there. And then I noticed that one of the family members was walking kind of funny. So I went up and I'm like, hey, what's, are you okay? What's going on? Uh, you know, you're walking kind of funny. And he's like, well, I, I was chafing yesterday. It was really bad. And so I decided to go commando today and it, it just seems like it's getting worse. And I had that conversation. I'm like, look, you, you, first of all, you don't go commando when you're in a situation like this. It's hot. It's summertime. We were going into, you know, some of the, um, I mean, you're, you're in Florida, right? I mean, it's hot and, and steamy and all that kind of stuff, humid. And I'm like, no, man, you is opposite. You should have been wearing clean underwear instead of trying to go commando. And so he powered through it because we were, I mean, family members, we were away from the hotel, all that kind of stuff. And uh, it got worse and worse and worse. I think ultimately he had to get some desitin and it just, you know, he powered through a lot of pain. Got to give him that. But it was something that probably could have been prevented if he had some really decent underwear and d different changes of pairs of underwear along with them. And maybe some baby powder to, uh, to throw up uh, there in, in to, uh, to make everything kind of nice and dry. All right. So moving along on this uh, article here. Look for underwear that breathe. So basic cotton underwear that breathe and absorb excess moisture are better than non-breathable nylon, rayon, or lace products. Another option that has recently become available but tends to be more expensive is a wicking underwear specifically designed to draw sweat away from the body. Wicking underwear can be synthetic or natural. Looking for wicking in the description. Here's one example of wicking underwear for women. So there's a link here. You can come and check this one out. 
I haven't tried this personally, but they've received good reviews. So check your favorite local store or online retailer and do some label reading. I tend to be a plain cotton sort of gal with a non-dyed panel in the crotch area. Organic bamboo cloth is another option that's recently become available. Chemical dyes can be pretty nasty and you do not want them being absorbed by some of your most sensitive areas. So wool is another great option if you can tolerate that. Like when you think about wool and you think about, you know, people wearing wool, it's like you don't normally think about underwear. But wool wicks moisture and keeps you warm, keeps you warm even if it's wet. And you really have to have some really good wool underwear. If you, I guess if you're going to use that, I haven't heard of that one, but you know, there you go. There's always something out there. So you want to watch out for chemical exposures via your clothes. Now, I'd like to also note that a good pair of underwear is your final line of defense against some of the nasty chemicals currently being used in the clothing industry, which include formaldehyde, brominated flame retardants, and a cocktail of other nasty things. The post, tox, toxic dyes, lethal logos, um, cotton drenched in formaldehyde, how your clothes could poison you, shares, and this is a quote, Dr. Brian Clement, who co-authored the book Killer Clothes, agrees over the past 60 years, there has been a significant increase in health problems that may be associated with wearing synthetics. He says synthetics clo synthetic clothes contains toxins, including brominated flame retardants and perfluorinated chemicals, which are classified as cancer causing by the U.S. Environmental Protection Agency. Trichlorothene, ethylene, another chemical commonly used by manufacturers, is also classified as a carcinogen. These toxins have been linked to dermatitis, allergic reactions, and can even contribute to infertility, he says. All right, so that's some serious stuff right there. A lot of the times we don't really think about the clothes that we're wearing. So this is yet another reason to buy used when you can. So residue on clothing has worn off. So not necessarily underwear and socks, but used garments. So look for natural cloth, organic fabrics, and made in the USA labels. Other environmental laws are significantly tougher than many countries where clothing is manufactured. So now in this article, let's go ahead and jump into the socks portion of this. Uh, keeping your feet warm and protected. So I don't know if anyone else remembers the scene from Forrest Gump where Lieutenant Dan instructs Forrest and Bubba on the finer points of keeping your feet dry. But dry feet are critical for the health of soldiers and could be critical for your health in an emergency situation too. There's a condition called trench foot that is caused by exposure to cold, wet conditions like those experienced in the trenches of World War I. It can lead to tissue damage and secondary infections and even loss of all or part of your foot. Remember to pack your emergency socks as a backup. The survival doctor discusses prevention and treatment in trench foot, how to save your feet in a flood. Quote, if you have no choice but to go long periods with wet feet, the following helps prevent trench foot. Clean, then air dry your feet for 8 out of 24 hours, preferably 8 hours straight. This means no socks. Lying down helps with circulation. Wipe your shoes or boots out and allow them to dry. Change into dry socks a minimum of three times a day. Keep the rest of your body warm. Move your legs around, walk, work your toes, raise up and down on your toes, anything to get the blood flowing. So early symptoms of trench foot, blanching or molted skin, swelling, cramping, numbness. 
So the treatment for trench foot is to gently warm the feet. Five minutes of soaking in warm, not hot water may help or just air warm. So one of the things that you might see when you do a lot of, um, if you're watching like bushcraft, I know that I've seen this with Dave Canterbury when he takes guys out and they are doing, uh, you know, overnights and stuff like that. You know, he always encourages them to, you know, take off your shoes, take off your socks, let your, you know, point your feet to the fire, you know, dry your feet, all that good stuff. Change your socks if you have those. And so it's a, another important piece to to remember here. So which socks are the warmest? In cold weather, the right pair of socks will help protect you, protect you from frostbite, which can cause similar damage. Wool, especially alpaca wool, traps heat even when wet. It was the most recommended keep your feet warm sock option in a survey by Common Sense Home Readers. Men's socks tend to be roomier than women's, and no surprise there. My husband likes the darn tough wool socks. You want a not-too-snug sock to avoid restricting circulation. A good first layer is polypropylene socks and then wool socks. Bob D., a longtime CSH reader, said, I have a few years of teaching wilderness survival behind me. With that said, you want or need a synthetic base layer against your skin, then a wool or a wool blend or, synth or synthetic for warmth. The cotton socks, use them as rags to wash the car. So she has an editor's note in here, or save them for warmer weather. As with underwear, there are wicking varieties of socks to draw moisture away from the skin. Check the label. This is the synthetic base layer that Bob talks about. So there's a link here to Fox River Military Wick Dry Maximum Mid-Calf Boot Socks. Wow, that's a long uh, little title there. They appear to be one of the most recommended socks of this type on Amazon. You're also likely to find items like this in sporting goods stores, hunting stores, or possibly military surplus stores. So then she adds a little, a couple of paragraphs here. She says, yes, I'm a sock and underwear hoarder. We've invested in a couple of pairs of good quality wool socks for all family members. And I watch for sales on socks and underwear. So each of us has a stash. Teenage boys tend to be tough on clothes. My sock and underwear hoarding came in handy this week as our clothes washer died. It'll be about a week until the replacement arrives, but we should have enough undergarments to see everyone through. If it gets delayed anymore, there's always the large utility sink since we don't yet have a manual washer. Make sure to prepare to keep those feet and personal areas comfortable and dry and pin and share this post. I suspect no one will find it via search engine, but I felt it was still important information to share. So there's just a little piece here at the very end and probably was I'll comment on this one. Keep extra socks and underwear around the house. Buy them on sale so you have about a week extra just in case. Also, consider keeping some in emergency kits. We keep extra socks in our car, emergency bags, or get-home bags. We also pack a few extra pair of underwear on tips, on I'm sorry, on trips just in case. All right, so all of that makes a whole lot of sense to me. And again, coming back from you know my Boy Scout years and, and that being drilled into my head, uh, I just remember that that is one of those important things. So I highly recommend that you know you you take this into consideration. And if you have a bug out bag, if you have a get home bag, if you're in that kind of situation, go ahead and put some uh, put some bags together. I'm sorry, put some underwear and socks together in a little kit or throw that into your kit. You know, if you have a food saver, 
um, a food saver. You can, you know, put socks and underwear in there and you can, you know, just suck out the air and uh, it would be just like a really tight and you can make them really flat and you can put them in any of your kits, put them under your seat, put them, you know, in your truck. Uh, so you have extra of them just in case, right? They don't have to be your most expensive and, and all of that. Uh, but uh, I, I think that is something that would just be well worth it if you ever really needed it. Again, when I take when I do trips and, I, and I'm out there, uh, I always take a few pair of un extra underwear. That just seems to always be one of those things that I, that I wind up tending to do. So you want to go ahead and invest a little bit in this. It always makes sense. And maybe invest a little bit in some baby powder too. Uh, that, would, that would help if you find yourself in that kind of a situation. Well, everyone, that is it for episode 765. Again, thanks to Lori and uh, over over at commonsensehome.com. You need to go check her out, check her articles out. She's uh, She's been a guest before a couple of times on the podcast and uh, I'll link to some of those uh, some of that the episodes I think the last one we did was on solar power and I think that one was um, it was a, it was a popular one if you haven't listened to that one you should go back and check that one out hey so l listen to subscribe to the show make sure you click the subscribe button in your favorite podcast app and that way you never miss another episode of sweet readiness goodness if you want to support the Ready Your Future podcast and what I'm doing in the preparedness community, you can always go over to readyyourfuture.com forward slash support and you can find a link to that in the show notes. And lastly, don't forget to join the email list if you haven't. When you do, I'm going to send you a free PDF on 25 handpicked preparedness articles that you should read. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until next time, live with no regrets and stay prepped and aware. Peace. <laughs>